1: David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone! Bring them, out, bring, them out. Woo. bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out.
0: Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Oh, God. Welcome in to the and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. For a three-hour ride on this Waddle Wednesday, we'll open phone lines for you 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And, Cap, we survived the black ice yesterday. A little bit more smooth sailing coming in this morning. And what I was thinking about on the drive-in, going past the Museum of Science and Industry, down South Shore Drive, over to Lakeshore Drive, Making our way to beautiful downtown Chicago, I was thinking about new. And I was thinking about the word next. Mm-hmm. In sports, you have to be able to think about what's next on the horizon and what's new about your team. Careful, death. Your mentions. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, all fine. All right, hey, Listen, people can stand still, but I'll keep, keep it moving. While people While people stand still, there's nothing like new and fresh. That's the way, what's the reason why sports goes around, Cap? Yep. It's because when you turn on SportsCenter, when you turn on your favorite team, or you turn on your favorite sport, you go to a draft or free agency and say, what's next? Who's the next big thing? And the NBA it was Winbin Yama with the Spurs. You thought you saw everything in basketball as far as height, the ability for big guys to be able to do what little guys do. And then here comes Winbin Yama. Like like Inspector Gadget with his arms and his legs and the ability to do things that a 5'9 guy could do. That's what's next. That's what's new. Correct. When it comes to the NFL that we talk so much about, we talk about, hey, man, Patrick Mahomes is it. But you know that there's a section of fans that look at football and say, Patrick Mahomes is cool. But, but what's next over here? Like, I, I, I mean, Mahomes right now is at the epicenter of football. He's at the, the tip of the spear. But... Is there someone greater? Is there someone else down the path? Po- that's what you think about. Mm-hmm. And you think about that in baseball as well, new and fresh. The Chicago Cubs are able to get Dansby Swanson, a name that came from a great organization in the Atlanta Braves. Right? Right. And you say, hey, Dansby Swanson, that's something new and different. Mm-hmm. You know, when the White Sox were able to get Luis Roberts, you, see, you saw the name. You say, okay, what can this guy do? Oh, God. This guy's one of the bright stars in Chicago sports. Never mind about the team, the individual talent. It's great because it's something different and new. Correct. So when it comes to the Chicago Bears, I don't know why that there are some, and it's not all, but there's some, maybe a lot minority, actually a lot of the minority that you work with every morning, <laughs> <laughs> a lot minority of people that say, man, I'm good with what we see here. I'm good. You're not, you're not ready for something new and fresh. Right. And I just think that I find that fascinating because the draft and free agency is about an infusion of new talent to be able to help your team. doesn't matter if you're last place, first place. The draft and free agency is in place Mm -hmm. for you to be able to enjoy something different, to enhance your chances of being able to maintain a winning status or to get better from the basement up. And so I don't know why there are a number of people that we talk to every day that are not into new and fresh and different Because no matter what, you can't stop progress. I always use the phrase that you can't fight City Hall. When it comes to a draft for free agency for Ryan Poles, you can't fight what is coming. What are you going to do? Burn your jersey? No matter your favorites, there's going to be something different that's going to happen down the pike every time.
2: Every single time. I was talking to a buddy I went to school with yesterday. He's in the insurance business. He loves sports, but he doesn't make his living off of sports like we do. And he's like, how cool. You guys have the number one pick. Wow. You may actually get a good quarterback. And I said, I can't say that. What do you mean? Why not? I said, because when I say that on the air, you're an idiot. How does this guy have a job in the Chicago media? Like, I'm looking. Abdallah had a very lucid, well-thought-out take last night, and he's had it. You know, hiring of Waldron means this, and Black, you know, has great intel on Caleb because he's a USC fan. He watches every snap of every game. Yep. And I'm listen- I listen almost their whole show last night. I do all the time. And immediately how do these clowns have jobs in the media? They can't see what we've got. Yeah, the fourth best quarterback in the division. I mean, it's like my buddy's like all fired up for us. Wow, you finally get to get one. God, you guys are getting Caleb Williams stuff. That's amazing. Damn. Yeah. I said, come down here and say that on the radio. Kaleeb. And just wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kaleeb is the one guy I called him. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. But we have a guy. Shay made a great point in our morning meeting. We have a guy on the basketball team who has accomplished more than Justin ever has. He was on the Olympic team. I think he's a two-time all-star. He has averaged among the league leaders in scoring at some point. Didn't he average 28 a game a couple years ago? Mm -hmm. He's getting max money. We would give him away as a fan base. I'm talking about Zach Levine. Tonight. Sure. But Justin? No chance.
0: No. No. Because I understand how polarizing, how important football is in our city. Uh, so do I. And I, I love that. that they're passionate about their quarterback. But
2: it's just a man. I listened to a really good podcast all the way to work today mm-hmm. where I couldn't watch what they were watching, but I've already seen it. They have good and bad plays by Caleb Williams, and they break him down. And they compare him to different guys, Patrick Mahomes or Jeff George or all these different guys. Jay Cutler was one of the names they talked about. He can make all the throws. He can improvise. He could do this. He could do that. But he has got to limit some of the hero ball plays. But in the end, they're like, that guy's talent is undeniable. Yet we have people that don't even want to hear it. Well, he was bad against Notre Dame. Forget
0: him. Yeah. Uh, well, you can cherry pick any game. Even the all-time greats, you could cherry pick some bad games and say that guy sucks. Correct. But then I would agree with that person, but then we'd both be wrong. It all sucks. See, that's the that's the difference. Right. I'm excited about the Bears' future in that not just the number one pick that everyone's talking about, but I'm excited about number nine because ultimately, cap is about building toward building it the right way mm-hmm. and trying to build new and fresh. Again, if you have not watched Bears football all season and you say that everything's fine, then you're not really watching the game. All you see is improvement from three to seven victories. But if you just watch the Chicago Bears and compare that to the contenders in the, in the NFL, those are in the Final Four or those that were in the division, then you can see that there's a big difference between Bears football and everything else. Yes, if you're looking for a bowl game for the Bears to be in, it'd be the toilet bowl if this was college. So far. so. But doesn't mean that that's the way it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. What it's going to be is a team that's on the rise and on the come. And the the way that you're able to get better, I think we all know this as sports fans, but I'm just going to say it out loud, is that you have to have something different. You have to be able to have something young, fresh, and new. And so for the Chicago Bears team, it's interesting. I told you I went to the dentist. Over here, the Fox 32 building. Went over there and went to the dentist. And the first thing is I come through the door. Dr. Becker, who is a Packers fan, by the way. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine I have a Packers fan as a dentist? You, you need a little
2: extra jab. Always, yeah. always. Always. Always.
0: Mm-hmm. Even, when when, even though I don't need a needle, he gives me a needle anyway. Right. Uh, even when I'm just there for just a usual checkup because he's a Packers fan, I'm a Bear fan. I couldn't even get through the... I couldn't even take the coat off, Cap. Ah... Here he comes, Mr. Bear. How about that? Hey, how come, you know, I had my um, uh, Marlon Briscoe Broncos jersey on yesterday. Correct. First African-American quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just happened to wear it because it was next in the rotation. Mm-hmm. And he goes, wait, you, you're not wearing your Caleb Williams jersey yet? <laughs> Already taking a shot. Yep. Because as a Packer fan, he sits up there high on his high horse saying, we got our quarterback. What about you? Where's your Caleb Williams Bears jersey? I said right. they haven't made one yet. Right. I said, um, but don't put it uh, past me. In August for my next appointment, I might be wearing one, pal. You just wait. You'll get yours. That's it. That's all I have. I have no ammo. I got, <laughs> so we're, we're, yeah, we're, what are we supposed to say? <laughs> I got no ammo. We I have, have no ammo. That's the sad thing. Becker, who listens to the show every morning, he just he just just a belly laugh at us every morning because it's us trying to figure out how the the Bears can get at least to where the Packers are, as far as the hierarchy in the NFC North. It's interesting, but 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 as we as he was checking out everything, uh, you know, with my teeth, he was saying, you know, what it comes down to is you guys have to be able to build through the draft. He goes, free agency is one thing, but you got to continue to build. You're on the right track. Even as a Packer fan, he could see that. Even as a Packer fan, he could see it. And that is absolutely true, Cap. We saw the uh, the mock draft from Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper Jr. puts it out there, and he has been steadfast. He said this uh, two or three weeks ago, that Caleb Williams is a better talent than Justin Fields. That's how he says it. Now, let me just say this. You got intel. I got intel about this. I think there is a um, happy medium that we can come to when it comes to Caleb Williams. When we hear experts, and we'll hear one in just a moment, say that Caleb Williams, he's the next Patrick Mahomes. That's too far. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's Patrick too far. Patrick Mahomes is on the track to be the best quarterback to ever play the sport. Yeah. That. But that... But. But saying that Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes is too far. Mm -hmm. You know how I am about extremism. That you can't just be completely pedal to the metal, balls to the walls on everything without having some kind of nuance. You got to have something because Mm -hmm. when you're just extreme one way to the left over here, to the right over here, you've got to be able to see the forest for the trees and look at it and say Caleb Williams for what he did for USC was incredible. Really great numbers, really great games. It's not Patrick Mahomes because that's unfair. We do this in the NBA draft all the time, right? Oh, my God, look at this Kawhi, the next Michael. Hang on now. Be careful when you say that. There's a lot of tough games that Michael Jordan had to go through that you and I watched. Correct. Championships, a lot of, of uh, uh, bruises, and a lot of beatdowns and, um, and difficult losses. So before we say that, we got to be careful. Caleb Williams can be a difference for the Bears. I, we are, we have to make sure we say it. He's not Patrick Mahomes. No. But is he better than Justin? That's the question. And or, that's why. Or
2: is his future better than brighter justice? than what we would have with Justin? Yeah. That's the question. That's it. Because if you keep Justin and you trade this pick for a haul and next year you're like, we gotta get a quarterback, where are you getting one? First of all, the draft class isn't as highly regarded next year as it is this year, Mm -hmm. A, B, you won't have the number one pick, and your roster should be good enough that you'll be, I don't know, eight wins, nine wins, if Justin's not great, seven. You're not picking at the top of the draft, and if there isn't a a guy there, where are you getting your quarterback from? Right. God. Like, to me, the scariest situation is, if you keep Justin, and he doesn't pan out to what the Justin Fields fan club thinks he can be,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and Caleb Williams is a all-pro somewhere else, Kaleeb. where
0: are you getting one? His name's Caleb, for God's sakes. <laughs> <Kaleeb>. <laughs> it's so go regur- so crazy. Crazy. Good old Mike from Palos Heights always checking in.
2: And I, I mean, I watch a lot of tape. tape. A lot.
0: And... Wow. He's a special talent, man. Of course. They both are. So here's some opinions, and they vary from uh, person to person regarding the Bears quarterback situation. So Albert Breer is with us every Tuesday at 835 here on Cap and J-Hood. Go to the archives of the ESPN Chicago app and click that second hour from yesterday. You can hear this conversation in its entirety. I asked Albert Breer, what is he hearing as far as comps for Caleb Williams at quarterback? And Breer says the obvious one, right? Caleb Williams is
4: Patrick Mahomes, and oh. I have had no, I've had no less an authority than Cliff Kingsbury himself say that to me on the record that like that 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 is eerie the similarities between the two of them. And remember, he coached Mahomes and told everyone who would listen about Mahomes when Mahomes was coming out in uh, in 2017, and so he's had a year now with Caleb Williams, and he says. That and he would tell anybody, you know, like that there are a lot of similarities between what these two guys, between what 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 Caleb, what, what um Patrick Mahomes was in 2017, and what um and what Caleb Williams is in 2024. It doesn't mean that you know seven years from now, um, that 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 Caleb Williams is going to have won two Super Bowls maybe be on the precipice of a third and all of that. But that's the talent level
0: we're talking about. So thoughts there from Albert Breer regarding um, the comp. And I think that's strong. If that did come from Cliff Kingsbury, I think that's wrong. And I think that is, uh, when you think of Caleb Williams in, on the college level, they might be some things that Patrick Mahomes has done well in the NFL that we've seen, but has that been on the same level as what Caleb Williams has done at USC? I'm not so sure about that. So sometimes these comps could be over the top uh, because when you put that stamp, especially Cliff Kingsbury, right, a guy that's going to be a coach again, I'm sure, in college or the pros, when he puts his stamp on Caleb Williams and says that he's just like Patrick Mahomes, that's tough. That, that's a tough comp because that's a long hill to climb. But
2: he's probably the only guy that could, and I, I agree with you, but he's probably the only guy that could say
0: that because he coached them both. You know what I mean? I no, but man. <laughs> I mean, that is, it. So, you know, you don't want that comp to end up being Harold Miner, being the next Michael Jordan. Right. Right. Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan didn't work out very well. I'm just saying, it's, it's hey. just you got to be careful with that. <laughs> Correct. But when it comes to trying to determine what's best for the Chicago Bears, as I mentioned I'm excited about the number nine pick as I am what the the Bears could do with the number one pick. You just have to be very wary, Cap, of exactly What you're going, you know, what you're getting into if you're Ryan Poles. Do you look at Caleb Williams and say that this is a guy that can help me sooner than later? You don't really have a grace period, Cap, in year three of Iberflus. Maybe for Ryan Poles, maybe he has some assurances from George McCaskey uh, and from Kevin Warren and I just think year after year, you've got to keep going forward. There is no backsliding. Right. It's about trying to be able to improve on the seven wins you had this previous season. Correct.
2: You know, it, it, through all of this, you know, Eberflus is this and Luke Getzey's that. Heaven forbid it's Justin at all. Olin tweeted this yesterday and got incredible numbers of mentions. Mm-hmm. Olin tweeted, question I, just out of nowhere, question I never thought of. What if Getzey goes somewhere else and kills it? Like, is awesome. Like, what are people here going to say?
0: Damn! Well, well I'm
2: not uh, saying he's going to. Please, yeah. don't bring the tape back and go, 80% Getzey's great. I didn't say that. I simply read his tweet. Yeah. You have a problem? Take it up with him. And it won't end well for you. Uh, <laughs> what if he goes somewhere else as a OC and you're like, wow, his quarterback looks really good and Wow,
0: they're scoring points like in bunches. Mm-hmm. What are people here going to say? They'll, they're going to say, well, how come you couldn't get that done in Chicago? And he'll say to you, because the quarterback wasn't good enough. Possibly. More than likely, yes. You know, it, it, when it comes to coaching and players, it's about fit. Mm-hmm. It, more so than scheme, it's just about fit. Mm-hmm. I have a set of plays that I think that you could flourish in. Can you master it? Yeah, coach. Yeah, well, just laid out there for me. Let's do repetition. Let's continue to work on this. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We've seen plenty of examples in sports in which a coach uh, is not successful in one program or one place and then flourishes in the other because of fit, because there is symmetry between the player and the coach, the player and the scheme. But in the end,
2: whether it is Justin, whether it is Caleb Williams, whether it is some guy that we find at pick nine, whoever, if they don't have a better plan that Jerry Angelo had when he drafted Rex Grossman or a better plan than when he traded for Jay Cutler and didn't give him top-flight receivers and upgrade the offensive line, Or when they brought in Mitchell Trubisky, we're not playing him for a year. Oh, four games in, let's go. Get in there. Really? That was dumb. Oh, Justin's not ready? Oh, Andy Dalton strained his calf. Get in there. No. Green Bay would never have done that. Mm -hmm. Ever. They may have drafted the guy. They would have had a backup to the Andy Dalton or the Mike Glennon or any of those, and they would have let the kids sit and learn. And that's not me speculating, because that's what they did. Yeah. Period. That's what they did. And they keep getting it right. And we keep getting it wrong. But everybody here thinks they know what a quarterback looks like.
0: You yeah, know, Some, some we do. don't. Yeah, well, well, some do. But I, I think that we have to look at facts. I know that some opinions are stronger than facts, but I'm old school. I still believe in the good old facts. And the facts are cap is that the Bears are in last place. And fourth out of four teams. And I just think that we as Chicago sports fans have to be able to brace ourselves and be prepared for new. Mm -hmm. Every offseason, whatever sport we're talking about, we're always trying to figure out, hey, that free agent is available. Get that free agent or get that draft pick or make sure that the team I root for is different. That's better than, not less than. And so with the Chicago Bears, I'm embraced uh, and I'm embracing new for this team. Because it's, it's going to happen anyway. There's going to be an infusion of new players to help this team to get out of the basement. Yeah.
2: There's going to be a lot of change coming. Um, would you say that 225 or more passing yards in the 2023 season in a game, that's a that's good. solid day. Yeah. Not great. Not awful, mm-hmm. solid. Shea, would you agree with that? Two two twenty five passing yards in a game for a quarterback. Two twenty five.
0: Yeah, that's a solid day. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, Jared Goff did that fourteen times this year. This season. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dak Prescott did it thirteen, same as Tua. Pat Mahomes did it twelve times, along with Love, Allen, Purdy, and Stafford. Stroud did it eleven times. Trevor Lawrence, whoever had said had a bad year, he and Baker Mayfield did it ten times. Justin Fields has done it six times in three years. In three years? Yep. Yet we anoint him like, oh, my God, we're going to move on from this guy? Right. Again, he's a great person. He's a great leader. He does a lot of splashy, wow things off-platform. I watched a lot of tape yesterday. I just sent one to Shea and to Jay Moore in there to see if they can edit it because there's some profanity. Sure. But one of the quarterback gurus is breaking him down on tape. And DJ Moore runs a slant and is wide open. And he checks it down to Cole Komet. He's yeah. like, what are you doing? That's never going to be more open in the NFL. Yeah, We ran more slants. People are like, well, how come we don't run slant?" I believe we ran with Justin more slants than any team in the league.
0: We just, he just doesn't throw it. <laughs> Well, uh, well, to be fair, that is an option within the offense yeah. it's, it's a choice, but you'd rather be able to get more yardage if you can. The That's slant part? is a great play, yeah, we just don't rip it look I mean, look, we grew up with the slant cap i mean it's it's fine if you if you're just going to slowly move the ball down the field and take time off the clock. I mean, we just went through the celebration of the forty ers the other day. Mm-hmm. do you remember like montana's uh pass was it a pass record, consecutive passes in a game? I believe that's true. the sure. Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so that was all short passes. It running game and short passes. And that's fine. But at some point, you've got to be able to take shots down the field. I say this all the time. Officials are trying to help you get yards. They're trying to help you get to the end zone. These false flags that come out of nowhere, these phantom pass interference calls, they're helping you. Like, if you're not going to do it, they'll help you. Just you throw it up, pass interference. Oh, look, you're a first and goal. Just like that. Every, any NFL game, watch it. Where you say, that's not pass interference. Yep, that's what they call because they, the, the league wants more offense. So they'll help you. The slant is
2: one of the great plays in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes uses it very effectively. Jordan Love, oh my God, he loves to throw that. Aaron Rodgers, how many times do we see Aaron Rodgers get a first down with a slant?
0: Mm-hmm. Instead, we check
2: it down all the time.
0: Yeah, and, and so what you were looking for this past season was growth. Got some of it but is ama- imagine in 2024 2025 that it looks even better ben johnson taking a look at that justin fields tape if we're f- turning down balls like this on slants to the guy that's open on slant, man f- throw it justin i'm tired of this <laughs> what is he mad at he's not a bears fan what is he Damn. so upset about he
2: all he does <laughs> that guy is just grind tape and break down every quarterback that's all he does <laughs> and he kept running that back, and he's like, you might be in the end zone here.
0: Yeah. Instead, it's a check down to Cole Komet, and you come up short. Yeah. Okay, so some of, something else, too, regarding Albert Breer with, that was with us yesterday, and that is talking about Shane Waldron, the new offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Waldron isn't a quarterback guy. He needs infrastructure. Listen closely.
4: Now, Shane has some experience working with quarterbacks, but would you term him like a quarterback's guy? Um, maybe not, you know, like, so, like, you know, that, that, that'd be the next part of that. And I think that's part of why when you, when you move, when you move off of, um, off of, off of Luke Getze, you know, you also got rid of the quarterback's coach because you want to give, um, you want to give the next guy a chance to, to, to bring in his own quarterback's guy. So that's all part of it, you know, and I think that piece of it's going to be really important. And when you look at young quarterbacks, like, that have made it, we do see really good infrastructure, you know, there like, you know, and um, you know, I always use the Eagles as a great example of like, you know, when Carson Wentz was really going at the beginning of his career, why was it? Well, you know, he had like three layers of quarterback infrastructure there and Doug Peterson who played in the league, Frank Reich who played in the league and, um, and then, and John Filippo as, as his position coach. So, you know, I, I think that that's a, that's a, that's a big piece of it now is okay. Like, so Shane's in, yeah, Who Shane going to bring with him? And honestly, like Shane's got great results out of his quarterbacks, so I think that that's going to be a um, that's going to be something he's going to be able to address pretty quickly too. Um, you know, look at what he did for Geno Smith the last couple of years. I don't think anybody saw that coming. So, um, so certainly he knows what he's doing in that area. If he's not, even if you know you wouldn't consider him specifically a quarterbacks guy because that's not the position he came up coaching.
0: So you heard what he said there. Uh... Cap talking about Albert Breer talking about how Shane Waldron isn't a "quote unquote" a quarterback guy, meaning quarterback guru. I believe that's what he meant. Correct.
2: He's not a quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. Like you send him to him and he'll fit. Like Andy Reid? Yeah. Quarterback whisperer. He was also a quarterback coach before he became a head coach. Mm-hmm. He was up in Green Bay on Holmgren's staff. That staff had I think Mariucci at one point, Andy Reid, John Gruden, yes. uh, Mike Holmgren. There was a bunch of them. It's a great staff. But he's going to bring somebody in with him who is a quarterback guy, whether that's Greg Olson, not the one we're going to play here in a minute from Fox. Mm-hmm. There's a Greg Olson who actually worked for the Bears many, 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 many years ago, uh, who's considered to be a great quarterback teacher. Uh, we interviewed yesterday the wide receivers coach from... Seattle, and D.K. Metcalf said that guy breaks down pass routes better than anyone I've ever been around. He's awesome. So because Seattle hasn't gotten a head coach yet, that guy's out of contract. He's available, so the Bears are trying to get a deal done because he's worked for Waldron on his offensive staff in Seattle. My friend George Brooks, who is a football guy I know, Mm -hmm. said, Cat, I'm listening to you guys, best defense in the NFL ever, ever. 85 Bears, lost to Miami. The one loss because they slanted them to death.
0: Yeah. Remember that? I do recall. Yep.
2: Duper. Yep. Clayton. Slant, slant, sure. slant, slant. Sure. And, he, and Marino got it out quick. Mm-hmm. Under two seconds. Falls out.
0: But also, along with that, is the run after the catch and the dynamic way that to be able to reach out and get first downs. Yeah. Not saying that cold commit can't, but you need even more weapons to be able to execute that. I mean, look at Brock Purdy in San Francisco. They have the weapons. If they want to slam people to death, they can do that because they got the athletes to break tackles, get to the first down, and just keep the ball moving. Mm-hmm. Bears?
2: We have one. His name is, well, Cole Komet is yeah. okay
0: at that. Just, or uh, DJ. Sure. He's very good at that. No question about it. Uh, something else, too, from Greg Olson, who was on with Wadlin and Sylvie. I want you to hear this because... Uh, The question is, are the Bears willing to pass on a number one pick two years in a row, especially at the quarterback spot? Listen.
1: The question becomes, are you willing and able to pass on a number one overall pick, presumably a quarterback, two years in a row? And really what it comes down to is, if you just assume that Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever it is, is not an upgrade over, over what you have now in Justin, let's just say they're even. The tie goes to starting the quarterback's clock over. And I think there's a big difference between that and just completely disrespecting Justin and saying, okay, he's not the quarterback. If they were picking eighth overall, this conversation wouldn't exist. This is a very unique situation just because of how bad Carolina was that opened up a possibility and a pathway that I don't think anybody could have ever predicted. And when you can start a quarterback's clock over and you can now sign him to a four-year deal for – I don't know what it is now—25 million total or 30 million total, whatever the number is before you get to the fifth-year option. It's just very hard to pass on that number because you can spread a quarterback, a, a second-tier quarterback, is going to make 35, 40 million dollars. You can spend a lot. You can get your roster a lot better in a lot of other ways with that money. I think that's the dilemma they're facing. I don't necessarily think it's they view one of these guys as this like unbelievable upgrade over Justin. I think simply it comes down to. We're a year a year away from having to pay Justin, and if he plays really well, we know the number that comes with it. And if he doesn't play well next year, we're back to square
0: one. Yeah, so it's a thoughts there from Greg Olson. Ultimately, it's this, Cap. If the Bears didn't have the number one pick in the draft this year and they only had nine, this would not be a long-form discussion. The discussion we'd have is, what are the Bears going to do at 9? Or if they're going to move up from 9? Right.
2: What would it take to go from 9 to get, up and get one of those guys? That would be
0: sure. the discussion. Could you get a quarterback that you like at 9? Absolutely. But you can't get that
2: next year. But my friend Adam Hogue had the best. Or no, it was Weederer. Wieterer mm-hmm. had the best line when he said, You have your pick. You won seven games. Picking in Oh, hey, here's a gift card. What's that for? The number one pick. Thanks, yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Appreciate everything. Here you go. Yeah, A gift card that gives you
0: potentially a superstar. Mm-hmm. But because if this was just the Bears at nine, this conversation would be like, okay, Justin, you got one more time to get this right, and they're going to give you a bunch of talent for the agency and the draft. You add nine. You, if you can move up, fine. But if this would be Justin Fields in place. What we're laying out almost on a daily basis is <laughs> the options. No one's running anyone out of town. No one's running anyone over the bus. We're talking about facts. And the facts are is that the Bears have several options. It might be an option that you don't like as a Bears fan, and, and I couldn't care less about that. It, does, it doesn't matter. I need what's best for the Chicago Bears. more so All I than, care about. I just care about not just the individual talent, but the Bears getting better. That's what it comes down to for me. Again, fan how you want a fan, and you say, you know what, I'm a Justin fan. Good. I hope that the, the decision is is that the Bears say go going to pick a lane of the quarterback. If it is Justin Fields, man, give him like you would give Caleb Williams and anyone else the opportunity to succeed. It's my quarterback. Right. With, with weapons. Whoever it is. Upgrade
2: your own line. Get him another receiver. And then let's go. Let's see what happens. Get a, a, an extra running back that's like a scat. That like We're not getting Jameer Gibbs, but that style. Fast.
0: Yeah. Whoever the quarterback is, you have to be able to supply the infrastructure anyway. Agreed. I mean, no matter what, rookie quarterback, same quarterback you have, you got to supply him with a, a better offensive line, better protection, and better weapons. Let's see what the Bears do. So, Shay, let's open the phone lines. We have other things that we're going to talk about here this morning. 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our phone number. No matter where you are with. No matter where you're at with the quarterbacks, are you ready to embrace the new Chicago Bears? We're, that's what we're talking about this morning. Are you ready for new? Because no matter if you like it or not, news coming to the Chicago Bears. So let's talk about that. Also still to come, the return of an icon to Chicago sports. We'll have it all for you as we move forward here on the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap'n J. Hood.
2: All right, 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comment Energy Efficiency Program. Milwaukee Bucks made a stunning decision yesterday. They fired first year head coach Adrian Griffin. The Bucks entered yesterday, 30-13, second best record in the NBA. But defensively fell from the top seven last year to the bottom eight this year. The Bucks are reportedly in talks with Doc Rivers to become their head coach. Another potential Cubs free agent target off the market, infielder Reese Hoskin. He signed a deal, Hoskins, with the Brewers. Two years, $34 million Opt out after year one. 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame class announced last night. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer all made the Hall of Fame. Side note, Todd Helton, when asked, why did you wear number 17? Do you know why, Hoodie? No, why is that? Because he said he would race home from school. And watch Mark Grace on WGN. So he always wanted to wear that number as a left-handed first baseman.
0: Was it because the, the TBS was on Channel 17 to watch the Braves?
2: No, sir. He was watching the Cubs. With Zach Levine's trade market drying up, rumors are servicing Philly, the Knicks, and the Miami Heat could be interested in acquiring DeMar DeRozan. Jay Moore! It's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap'n J. Hood Show.
1: Everything ain't hardcore, you know.
2: On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. What's that, Cap? Our guy Harding. We were just going to go to Harding and he hung up. I like Harding. He's got very lucid, I don't always agree with him, but very well thought out football thoughts.
0: So, call us back, Harding. 312-332-ESPN, 332 is our telephone number on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Hope that you're going to have a great Wednesday. Not just Wednesday, it's a waddle Wednesday. We'll hear from Tommy coming up at 835 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Wake him up. Get him up, Shay. So he gets his blood pumping. He's no.
3: awake. We're good to go. He texted me. We're all set. All
2: right, Tommy, up early.
0: If he had his druthers, he'd want to work this shift think he wants to be up in downtown that early, so he told me this is not for everybody no yeah, he that's what he told me he, he likes to get up early in the morning and so he can get on the golf course in the midday right. it's perfect right I, mean, I think he doesn't he, he has no problem working afternoons, but he likes the early morning, so I like that's so why he likes being with us every Wednesday. There you he's go. up and early and getting his coffee, being able to just do a little research, got yep. his feet up, watching the reruns of andy griffin he's he's uh, he's having <laughs> That's how he starts his morning. Yeah, we, Tom Waddle, man,
2: we should all have a Tom Waddle in our life. Isn't that the line from, I think, Randy Moss? Yes. We yes. should all have Tom Waddle in our life. We are all richer because we have Tommy.
0: No matter where you are with, it, with the uh, quarterbacks, are you ready to embrace the new Chicago Bears? 312-332-3776 our phone number. Still to come, we'll talk about uh, an icon coming back to Chicago as we go to Mokina. Mm-hmm. Here's Jordan on Cap'n J. Hood. Jordan, good morning.
3: Good morning. I love you both, by the way, Cap. Appreciate you. You both are great. Uh, Cap, you have not flipped or flopped recently at all. Uh, So i got to commend you for that. Thank you. Um, Been been steadfast there. I just wanted to call out, like, when we talk about Caleb potentially being the next Pat Mahomes, I love that you kind of said let's tamper that. But really, when you look at the last seven, eight Super Bowls, it's really been Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. Uh, Maybe you got Nick Foles in there, Matt Stafford, but it's really the the two best potential quarterbacks of all time so when we think about the next best quarterback the chicago bears unless it's at that level um we're we're in the same spot lamar and 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 josh allen are great i hope we have someone who's as good as those two but when it comes down to it unless they're as good as tom or pat we're gonna maybe get a a one-off and uh and that's about it so Call me a skeptic, but uh, I'm not sure either leads us to to that level.
0: I I think that's you being a realist.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and we have to build everything around. Like, Pat Mahomes showed up and sat for a year and learned from the greatest quarterback teacher ever. His name's Andy Mm Reid. And we can say all we want about Matt Nagy or this or that. Everything was built to train him to be a quarterback. He's a great person, he's a great leader, he's got a great work ethic. By his own words, I could not read a defense when I came to the NFL. Yeah. Because in college, his system did not require it. It was get the ball out, or make hero plays, or whatever it was. His team went 5-7. and seven. Crazy offense. If he was the guy, if we had Justin in 2017's draft, if he, he was already our guy. Mm-hmm. And Pat Mahomes was there. People be like, we're taking that guy. He went five and seven in college. Mm-hmm. Why would we want him? Exactly. Because he had all the things necessary to be molded into a quarterback. Plus Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and whoever else and a great O line. We've
0: got to keep building. We do. Jordan, we appreciate the phone call, sir. Thank man. you. Yep. Will you go to Derek in Brooklyn, New York, listening on the ESPN Chicago app? Derek, good morning. It's update. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. How are you?
3: I'm good, brother. Just at work trying to make it. But uh, I just wanted to say, listen, I'm, I, I call you guys every day. So I'm ready for the new. I've been ready for the new because four years of Trubisky, three years of this inconsistent situation with Justin Fields, we just need to get it right, man. And we have the proper upper management situation with Kevin Warren, Ryan Pose. I trust them, dudes. I believe the right decisions will be made. In the Bears organization, I trust. Love you guys. Always listening. Go Bears, bear down. Take it easy, fellas. Bear Love down. You. Have a good day, Derek. Love we'll you.
0: Appreciate the phone call. And coming up next, a Chicago icon is returning. We talk about him coming up next on Captain J Hood. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome
2: back to Captain J Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: It's a Cap'n J. Hood morning show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We got Mike Greenberg coming your way at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen Yurko at 12. Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6. It's Black of Dollar from 6 to 7.45. Right into solid Illinois-based college basketball. Illinois against Northwestern. Oh, boy. Big one. Northwestern against Illinois. You hear that game right oh, here. because hockey's on, on the... Uh Home of the Hawks. That's we got the basket.
2: The Hawks are in Seattle, but oh, God. Seattle cracking at home. The Hawks have lost 17 road games in a row.
0: On your home for sports ESPN 1000, Illinois against Northwestern after Black and Abdallah. What do you think the Sign line is on that hockey game? Just a quick oh, guess. I have no idea. Sidebar. May I approach? Uh, brought to you by Aiken Long. 3126
2: million for the great Howard Anken. I've got to believe. Sign my ball. That's got to be close to. Minus 500. It's got to be close. The Hawks have lost 17 road games in a row. Tonight's game, the Chicago Blackhawks as an underdog. Ooh, way less. Minus yes. 275 for Seattle. Not bad. The Hawks win that game. Um, oh, so, my so, God.
0: What do you mean? No, they're not winning tonight. Sandwich bet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um so some thoughts here i'm just an optimist <laughs> i just think at some point wow. you get what does john lester say is at some point you tired of get your blank knocked in the dirt yeah you you're you know what right you kicked sometimes in the you dirt. just get tired like 2-1 you're final back after this Perfect. why not i'm the hawks well, Radio why not right you got it well, yeah, but no reichel and no bedard that's like if you, you get tired of getting knocked down you still don't have any arms i don't know what you're punching somebody with uh that's why you have two legs so Find then, a way. So, you, so now you turn to Sammy Sosa, who will be returning to Chicago, Cap. What was your initial reaction to the story that Sammy is going to be back in Chicago? For a card signing, um, I want Sammy to be back
2: in the good graces of the Cubs. I'm not saying to get a job. I've been clear on this when I went down and met with him at his place. For We were there for three or four hours. I remember. and Exclusive. I said, If you want a job for Mr. Ricketts, you got to play by his rules. You want him to give you money? You got to play by his rules. And if he wants you to do what McGuire did and admit something, then you got to do it, whether you agree with it or not. And he said, I don't want a job. I just want to feel welcome back in my house. Well, that for me is different. If you just want to feel welcome, look. There's a lot of people that are in their car right now going, I became a baseball fan because of Sammy, or a Cubs fan. Yeah. A lot of people went out there and jammed those bleachers on hot summer days with pretty girls and halter tops and cold beer, and Sammy hit a home run, and we had a good day, whether we won or not. So the fact he's coming here for a card signing, it is almost to me, tell me if you agree, as pathetic as Pete Rose, two blocks from the Hall of Fame, signing during Hall of Fame weekend.
0: No, it is. It's, in Cooperstown. It's sad that Sosa's not back in the good graces. And when we had Tom Ricketts on last year, and hopefully Tom will be on before the season again, we'd love to talk to him. It's a good, interesting conversation with Tom. You remember me asking him, and just kind of even, not even a question, but just kind of like, hey, you got to bring Sammy Sosa back in the fold? And he got very quiet on the phone. Right. He got very quiet with me on the phone. And I said, you know, I said, Tom, you got to get over yourself and get over it. You recall this, right? Mm-hmm. Tom, get over it. Right? Like, it's been a long time. Don't you want to bring Sammy back to the fold? Well, put it under consideration. That kind of thing, right? Like, okay, well, I mean, put it under consideration, but do the right thing. Do you think people are going to pick it outside of Clark and Addison if you brought Sammy Sosa back into the fold? I mean, who's, I mean, if anything else... That's how you capitalize on merchandise. Sosa's back. Think about the T-shirts. Think about the merchandise. Sosa. Yeah, you know, I grew up watching Sosa. That's the reason why I watch the Cubs, because I want to see Sosa hit a home run. No matter how you think he did it, the idea that you turn a blind eye to Sammy Sosa is ridiculous. All I'm telling you is, is that if the, so- if the Cubs don't do it, the Sox should. Socks can use some good PR. Bring the Panther back—the guy I grew up watching with all the gold chains and missing the cutoff man every time. Yeah, it's super skinny. Yeah, <laughs> bring that guy back. If I'm Jerry, I bring Sosa in. Cap. I mean, but on the serious level, though, I think Tom should consider it. There, there's money. I, there, there's money to be made on both sides with Sammy returning to Wrigley Field. Is, is have, it not? There is, but I have tried, and until they're ready to do that, it's. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's it's based on what you believe, Tom, and how some believe that Sosa uh, did steroids or he had all those home runs and did the wrong. Well, he was a cash cow. Whether he there was a needle in his arm or not, there was an opportunity to make money there because everyone wanted to see him play. And so he is iconic. No matter if you didn't like the way he did it or not, he was iconic with the Cubs. So totally make, agree. So, so both sides should make money. And our with guy
2: it. Joe Johnson, who runs owns Obvious Shirts, great dude. Joe has also been working quietly to try to get this done.
0: Yeah,
2: and I said, Joe, I'm in. I want this guy back in the. Nothing would make me happier to see him throw out a first pitch, sing a seventh inning stretch, and he's welcome back in the house. You don't have to make him the GM of the team. It's just. <laughs> Yep. I mean, it's just bizarre to me that the team run TV station, Marquee, they have like stuff on Sammy all the time up there. Here's the great moments. There's Sammy, and there's this with Really? But we his everywhere you look, there's some remembrance of Sammy. Yeah. Except he's not welcome in the ballpark.
0: Okay. You you gotta write that wrong. You got to, and I know that Bonds in San Francisco is different than than Sammy in Chicago because Bonds has been in and out of that ballpark for for many many years. You know, and so what I'm saying is is that Bonds is welcome. He's welcome in San Francisco anytime, but with Sammy, different story. And hopefully, um, Shay, let's take a look at possibly getting Ricketts on because his his thoughts are interesting. I know Cub fans want to hear from him. I'd like to again shoot my shot again and ask. Sosa, Cubs, possibility. And just get it on the record again. But he's got to get over himself. Stop. There's money to be made there. It's Sosa, for God's sakes. Yeah, and I don't even think they would do it for the money. I think it just... Oh, well, It's come on. this... Uh, not, you can't be an owner and say you never do anything for the money. It's good for, it's good for money on both sides and PR. But I think it would be
2: more of a PR thing. It would. I do. Because... I, I don't
0: think the first time he comes back, you're monetizing that. I do not. Well, then that's a then it's a bad job by the owner. Then why wouldn't you? Sosa's back, and he just he just rolls out there, sings everything stretch, and just let him leave without getting any money out of it. Of course, it would be transactional. Give me an owner that give me an owner that doesn't do anything for money. I'll show you a bad owner. Absolutely not. Yeah. Of see, I, if I was the owner,
2: the first time back, it would not be monetized. It would not. It would be. I'm extending an olive branch. He's welcome back. Throw out the first pitch. T-shirts. Sing. Merch. Yeah, I would not do it. Oh, that's... A, nope, yeah, I would not. I, I certainly would. I would do it in a more genuine way. By, by the way, we just had one of the hardworking union brothers walk by with a big sign. Love cap J-Hood. Southside Scotty. Shout out all the oh, hardworking yes. men and women in the union. So. I know him well. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Southside Scotty. Chief Keith loves Sosa and why can't the Cubs and Tom Ricketts. All right, we have got coming up, shot or no shot, that's in two minutes right here on the Home of the Bears ESPN 1000.